Welcome to the TDL Project. You're listening to the first episode of a mini-series I call Project Arcane. In this podcast series, I will be recapping and sharing my thoughts on each of the episodes of Netflix's fantasy animated series, Arcane. So what's the story about? Arcane is an event series and is set in the League of Legends universe. If you're a gamer, you would know that the League of Legends is a multiplayer game developed by Riot Games. Riot Games has partnered with the French animation studio Fortiche to produce the series. Arcane is a retelling of the origin stories of several characters from Piltover and Zon, with the orphaned sisters Vi and Powder serving as its main and central viewpoints. In this first episode of Project Arcane, I will do a recap of Arcane's first episode and then add my thoughts and reaction to them. So if you haven't seen episode 1 yet and you don't want to be spoiled, I advise that you watch the first episode and then just come back to listen, as I will include heavy spoilers. So without further ado, let's start with a recap. The first episode is entitled, Welcome to the Playground. It immediately introduces us to Vi and Powder. In the opening scene, we see them in the middle of chaos, combing up the streets of destruction and finding the dead bodies of their parents among the rubble. Now we don't really know what's going on, but it seems that two sides are at war. Later on, we will learn that it was between the scientific utopia Piltover and the underground streets of Xan. We see a large man, his identity undisclosed at this point. He kills another man and he comes over to Vi and Powder. And then we see him carry them and walks towards a bridge where the sequence ends. Years later, we see a grown-up Vi and Powder alongside other war orphans Milo and Clagger. In this scene, they are in Piltover and seems like they're planning to do a heist with Vi as the ringleader. To avoid being detected, they are navigating their way through the rooftops instead of down on the street. The others are having a bit of a doubt and asks if she's sure about what they're about to do. But she's determined and says that they're not gonna get caught. It's supposed to be just a quick job. They'll be in and out before someone notices. As they jump through the rooftops, it looks like they've done a similar job like this before. Powder, the youngest in the group, is evidently the least experienced and needed prodding and assistance from her sister. She gets teased the most because of this, especially from Milo. They finally reach their target destination. It's a penthouse. They kick their way in, and upon first glance, the penthouse looks like it belongs to either a scientist, inventor, or even a professor. There were a lot of stuff, a library of books, trinkets, and a huge blackboard with mathematical calculations. Vi mentioned that they learned about this place from Little Man, a character we will meet later on in the show. After quickly checking the room, they started to take whatever that looks like valuable. Meanwhile, Powder wanders around and discovers the bedroom. Just like the other room, this also has a lot of stuff scattered around. There's even an uneaten sandwich on the table, which gives you the impression that whoever is living here must be really busy to even finish his or her meal. Under a sheet of paper, Powder discovers an intricate metal box and in it are six blue crystals. Each looks like one-fourth the size of a golf ball. Meanwhile, Vi, Milo, and Clagger in the other room noticed that someone was trying to open the door. Someone just came home unexpectedly. They tried to keep the door shut by blocking it with a chair and hurriedly started packing their hall. Powder also hurriedly stuffed the blue crystals in her pocket. However, she didn't notice that she dropped one crystal and as it rolled on the floor, it had electrical charges being activated. Now, I don't know if these were actually electrical charges, but 
That's what it looked like. As the group was frantically trying to escape to the rooftops, the crystal hit a wall, which caused a huge explosion. After the explosion, the penthouse was in ruins. Fortunately, no one was hurt among the four kids, but the noise alerted the authorities and there was a long chase sequence. Now, like I said earlier, I think that this definitely was not the first time that they tried to pull something like this. From how they navigated the streets of Piltover, they knew exactly which nook and cranny to escape to. Long story short, they were able to escape the authorities. In the next scene, we see our crew finally back across the river and walking along Zon's streets. On their way home, they came across Deckard's gang. They don't look like they knew each other, but Deckard says they've heard of what happened. Now they wanted to take the hall. Deckard feels that they are entitled to it as he says Vi and her team were making a mess through his quote-unquote streets. Clagger said they don't want any trouble but it doesn't look like Deckard was gonna let them through that easily. This standoff quickly turned into a brawl which ended up Vi's crew besting Deckard's. While this whole fight was ongoing, a member of Deckard's gang started to chase Powder as she was clutching onto the bag with all the stuff in it. Cornered, she threw the bag in the river, losing everything. When they were grouped back together, Milo was harping on Powder for losing their stuff, but Vi doesn't get mad and just let her be. She's like, well, the stuff's gone anyway, nothing they can do about it anymore. So we see here that Vi kind of just actually just let Powder get away with things. Without a haul, the party headed back to Vander's place called uh, The Last Drop. Vander was the name of the guy who was carrying them during the opening scene. So it is implied that he has become their father figure the years that followed the war. He heard about the heist and reprimanded Vi about it, telling her that she could have really put the others in a bad situation. And reminded her the number of times he told them that the north side is off limits and to stay out of Piltover's business. We'll learn about Vi's motivation for doing it. She said that Vander has always told them to earn their place in this world. And she also feels like they should not be backing down to Piltover. This is their streets. They should be the one calling the shots. You also see that she thinks it's unfair that the people on the north side are living the good life while here they are scraping coins. Of course, Vander knows that these are valid reasons and that Vi has a point. But after a heart-to-heart talk, and being a voice of reason, he convinces Vi to stay out of trouble for their own sake and advise them to lay low for a while. I think Vander is coming from something here. I think his experiences has taught him that this is the better choice. I like the scene between the two of them. You can see how much he really cares about Vi and Powder and vice versa. You can see the respect Vi has for Vander. The father-child dynamic was really evident here. It shows you what kind of relationship they have. On the next scene, Vander went to Benzo's shop to talk about what happened. Echo, also known as Little Man, another kid actually, told Clagger, who came along with Vander, said that he learned about the penthouse when a strange man came to the shop and bought a lot of stuff and then he followed him after. While Clagger and Echo was having this chat, Piltover enforcers suddenly appeared. They are looking for the culprits who blew up a building. Grayson, the lead enforcer, tried to convince Vander to give her a name and no one would know Vander was involved. This is important, she said, because the blown up building made quite a stir and the Piltover council needs someone to make an example of. 
So we learned that Grayson and Vander apparently had a previous agreement that Vander will keep his people out of Piltover and in return, the enforcers will stay out of their business. And this penthouse event obviously crossed that line. However, Vander refused, saying that he can't betray his own people and that he personally will deal with those responsible. Meanwhile, back in Vander's place, Powder, wanting to impress her sister, was feeling a little down, especially when she overheard Vi and Milo talking about her. She feels like Milo's opinion of her is rubbing off on Vi. Next is this poignant scene between the sisters, with Vi kind of comforting Powder. She's telling her that they all had bad days, but they learn from it and they stick together, which finally put a smile on Powder's face. She showed Vi the blue crystals from the penthouse, they both didn't know what they were for yet, of course. Vi told Powder not to tell Vander and to keep this as their own little secret. The episode ends with this scene in what looks like an underground science lab led by a yet-to-be-known antagonist. Deckard was under their instructions and they were interrogating him for his misstep. He was supposed to follow them, meaning Vi's group, and not interfere. We don't know yet what their agenda is for having followed the kids, but when Deckard told them that it was Vice Group who blew up the building in the upper city, it piqued the leader's interest, especially because it puts Vander in trouble. So the leader obviously knows who Vander is and seems to have some kind of connection with him. In the lab, they are also experimenting with a liquid or a substance. They had this mouse as a test subject, and when it drank the liquid, it turned into a monster-like creature. So it is implied that mice are not the only target test subjects they want. So I really liked this episode. I thought this was a very strong pilot. The first thing that I noticed was the animation. I love the artistic direction and how much detail they put into it. Second thing that I noticed was how good the voice acting was. These, on top of a compelling story, has the potential to be a legendary adaptation we didn't know we needed. I personally didn't expect how good the story turned out. Arcane, by the way, is created and written by Christian Link and Alex Yi. It is directed by Pascal Cheru and Arnold Delord. I checked who the voice actors were and learned that it features the voices of Hailey Steinfeld as Vi, Ella Purnell as Powder, JB Blank as Vander, and many more talented actors. No wonder why it's so good. So Riot Games really put money into this, didn't they? And according to esports.com, Arcane is the most watched show on Netflix in over 38 countries and currently has 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's read some of the feedback from some critics. According to Andrew Webster of The Verge, there isn't anything about Arcane that I would call new or revolutionary. It's a fairly typical fantasy tale that just happens to be really well done. John Nguyen of Nerd Reactor says, Arcane is a riveting animated series from Riot Games and Netflix, and it's another win for video game adaptations. And lastly, EJ Moreno from Flickering Myth said that most series wish they could start off this strong, a totally immersive and engaging story. Arcane is a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, so very good feedback from both critics and, you know, just the casual viewers, just based on the reactions that I've seen on Twitter and social media and also from some websites. But what about you? What did you like or didn't like about the pilot episode? Do you agree with the critics' consensus? Did you think Vi was valid in her reasons for doing the heist or do you agree with Vander that 
it will just bring nothing but trouble. What did you feel about Vander having an agreement with the Piltover enforcers? I would love to hear your feedback. You can follow me and uh, or interact with me on Twitter at the Tito Project, and also feel free to connect with me on Discord. The link is in the show notes. My recap and reaction for episode two is also already up, so if you've seen the episode already, you can go ahead and have a listen to it. Thank you, and see you in the next episode.